Welcome to a Third World Echo Podcast, Episode 1, Homosexuality, A Tale of Two Realities. In this episode, we discuss homosexuality, a topic believed by many to be taboo, uncomfortable, or at times sadly disgraceful. I have two wonderful guests, Cody, who was born and raised in upstate New York, and Stephen, born and raised in Haiti. We talk about what it means to be gay or queer in 2020, their perspectives on the problems faced by the LGBTQ community, the differences and similarities of their experiences, and many more. I was left astonished by some of the things I got to learn through our conversation, but also am grateful for the role they have played in helping me understand the world that I currently live in. Enjoy. idea to actually do a podcast and I never actually did it. I was always more interested about writing and I wrote a couple of things um, in the past two or three years. But one of my friends said it was probably best that I actually do a podcast because there's so many things happening now around the world and I think this was the best idea. So I have with me today Steven and I think a lot of you guys know Steven, some of my friends and Cody. Um, he's a former colleague of mine, pretty great guy. Um, crazy life, but I love him. <laughs> you can laugh, but it's fine. Um, but I think I think during the pandemic, I, I I was thinking a lot, and I did a lot of self-assessment, self-reflection. I realized there's a lot of things that I could talk about. There's a lot of things that I see differently. Um, I think I recently heard someone talk about some of their struggle, and I was also reading. I think not long ago that more people may end up dying from hunger because of the pandemic than actually the actual virus itself. Yeah. So to me, I said, you know, if you tell someone in Haiti, you should stay home, how are you gonna feed their family? Yeah. They can't expect the same type of assistance that they're gonna get here from the US and Haiti. Yeah. And I don't know how would you actually convince someone because they have to risk everything just to provide for their family. And then at that point I realized with all these issues that we have, there's always gonna be a different perspective. And a lot of us after earthquake moved here to, Haiti, um, to the US, um, we're blending in. A lot of us have to go to work. A lot of us have to be integrated in society here. So I think it was important for a lot of people to understand where we're coming from, how we see some of the issues, and maybe we, a lot of them, a lot of people here living in the U.S. can actually learn from us. Um, so I think you know anything from the Black Lives Matter movement, um, you know, to women in the workplace, homosexuality, you know, poverty. Depression. These are the things that I think I'm going to be discussing in the next few weeks in my podcast. So this is the first one, guys. So bear with me. If there's any mistakes, that's fine. Um, so I don't know if you want to say anything, Cody, to, to, to introduce yourself. Or Steven, is there anything that you want to say? No. Cody's an engineer. Um, great guy. I learned a lot from him. Um, and Steven, we have a friend in common. Um, so that's kind of how I heard about him. All right. So let's get, it, let's get, let's get started. So one of the first questions that I have and I think initially I talked to I spoke to Cody about the podcast, and I told him, you know, I want to have a topic about homosexuality because I, for myself, was a guy that had the wrong perspective of it when I first moved here. Right. I would probably even say that I was homophobic mm -hmm. six years ago or seven years ago. Not something that I'm proud of, but I'm also proud of how far I came, I, I come from, yeah. just to understand everything. Yeah. And I think my dad told me for a while that a lot of times the problem that we have is we. We're looking for the wrong answers. We're looking for the right answers by asking the wrong questions. Yeah. 
And I think to me is I wanted to understand why did someone have to be homosexual in the sense instead of understanding that someone is just a human being and they just you know love someone else. And I think it took me a while to process this. Yeah. And uh, and you know because of that reason I said hey let me just hear a different perspective. You grew up in Haiti. Yeah. Cody grew up upstate um, New York. And I think you guys may have different perspectives. So one of the first questions that I have is, and I can start with Cody. Can you just talk about, you know, speak about your experiences growing up? Like, you know, how old were you when you knew that you were attracted to men? And how was that conversation with your parents? And, you know, what exactly happened from that point on? Yeah, I mean, as far as how long did I know that, you know, I identify as gay? It's hard to say. I, I think I finally put my finger on it when I was probably 14. Um, you know, when all of my friends kind of finished going through puberty and I realized I wasn't really attracted to the women, like all my guy friends were, but I was more attracted to the men. But for me, it was, I guess I had more of a naive upbringing in that. I didn't have any gay role models in my life. I didn't know anyone in business or on the news or in any normalized life who was gay. So I didn't even know really what that word meant. I mean, some kids at school would say, you know, oh, that's so gay, but I didn't really know what that was. And that was at a time when, you know, we were using it in school. This was like, you know, early 2000s, mid 2000s. So I think once I turned like 14 or 15, now, probably once I turned like around 13, 14, I kind of learned what the word was. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's that's what I am. And I was so naive that I just realized, okay, I guess I better tell my parents. And before then, I was doing some research online. And I was like, oh, actually, some people are not okay with this. Yeah. And But I was so deprived of anything to do with LGBT that... I didn't know any better. I was I was just I was so naive. So when I told you know my mom initially, there was there was a huge backlash about it. But um, you know, in in time, I mean, looking back, I'm glad that I did it at such a young age because it definitely would have been harder for me to do it later in life. Because I I know people and I've met people who have done it later, and you know, it's I don't know. I think it's something that. I'm like glad that part of me happened at a time when it, it's hard to articulate exactly what happened. It was, it was so long ago and I was so young that I'm kind of glad that that trauma was just like a lot of it I don't remember, yeah. you know, versus doing it in adult life where it could be very vivid and you'd really have to kind of unlearn and, and go through, you know, like therapy or something to really rid yourself of a lot of the guilt. So. You know, I'm glad that I did it at, you know, such a young age. Well, what, what, did, what did your mom say when you told her? Yeah, she basically told me you can't be part of our family if, if you are. And that hit me because I was like... That I was her first reaction? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't understand. At the, You know, being so young, I was like, I didn't... You know, I, I've always been this way. I don't understand what's wrong. I can't change. I think maybe me as a kid... There, like for me, there never was a moment I could remember of me being attracted to women too. So it was so natural for me to be attracted to men that I just kind of grew up and grew through puberty thinking like this was totally normal. normal yeah. And then once I heard the word for it and I was like, oh, okay. So, you know, I, I guess that means I'm gay, but I never questioned why don't I like women? I just always kind of thought, 
oh, okay, like, I, I guess some people like men, some people like women, because I had no, I had no positive role models, but I also had no negative, like, assumptions of what it meant to be yeah. gay, yeah, right. you know, because unlike some people who grow up in a very religious home, who are conditioned to think homosexuality is a sin, right. and it's, like, I, I didn't have any of that, we never talked about it in my family, okay, right. or in my community, so. Okay, interesting, what about you, Steve? Yeah, I think, I think, first of all, I really want to thank you mm -hmm. for your vulnerability, seeing that you were also homophobic, mm -hmm. and then you, like, and you grew out of it. I think that's important for people to understand, because, it, I mean, it's, it's okay, well, it's not okay to be homophobic, but it's okay to, be, to grow up in a society where that was right. not accepted, mm -hmm. but then you grow to your own, and you own up to, to, your, to your prejudices, so I can, can, can commend you for saying that, because that's... I think more people need to be like, yeah, I grew up X, Y, Z, and I was very homophobic, and life happened, and now I'm cool with it. So yeah. that's that's cool. That's cool. And yeah, for my story, similar to Cody, like I never grew up. I mean, especially in Haiti, you know, that's you do not you do not talk about that. You do not think about that. You do not like you do not address that issue. It, like people in Haiti equate it to drugs and alcohol and 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 and, and all these. Crime, even I've, I've I've heard several people. Um, and you grew up with both your mom and your dad. Yeah, right? both of my mom and my dad. And I grew up with people saying, "Yeah, uh, murder is as bad as homosexuality." You know, so it's like, oh wow. But um, and your parents are Christian. Yeah, Catholic. My dad is not really religious, religious at all. Yeah. My dad is a very, actually, I'll get to my dad. He's actually very progressive. Um, but yeah, my mom is super religious. She's a Haitian Arab woman, like super conservative, super religious. But yeah, similar to Cody, I never had like a a role model, you know, in TV or like. Or family that I, I, I could talk to. Um, also similar to Cody, I never had a word to identify myself. So mm -hmm. I always, so I identify myself as queer. Mm -hmm. um, I think the word homosexual is too limiting for me in mm -hmm. terms of gender and what I'm attracted to. But um, yeah, I mean, I knew I was gay or queer, whatever you want to call it, since the since I had a conscience. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember things like, you know, I used to play with the girls all the time. You know, I used to paint and draw and play with the dolls and like you know dyed the doll's hair like I and then the, the kid the boys would play soccer outside you know my dad would be like yo why don't go play soccer like I would never want to because I didn't first of all I didn't feel comfortable with the guys I felt comfortable being more creative with the girls right mm -hmm. so I was like hmm, that's interesting I'm, I'm a guy but I'm not playing soccer and also I used to watch like you know, like for example Barbie and the prince would say Barbie and I'm like why am I, why do I want to be Barbie? Why do I want to be saved by the prince? You know, like, it's stuff like that. You know, it's like, I felt it, but I never had a word for it. So, I... Wait, how did you tell them? How did you, how yeah, did you yeah. communicate so, to So, yeah, so, I grew up, I grew up. I, I came out to my best friend at the time. I was 16. She's the only person who knew. She was really cool with it. She was like, finally, I always knew it, and I'm glad you told me. So that was good. Then I came out to my cousin. He was the second person I told. So I, I felt relieved that I knew that I had two people in my life that knew that kind of secret or who I was really. That, that, that real part yeah, of who yeah, you are. Yeah, real part. And yeah. it felt good because it's like I can finally really start to be myself. But anyway, um, I, I, I came out after high school, after I graduated Kiskeya at 17 that summer. I told all my friends back to back. They were really supportive. Like, did you feel relieved? Yeah, I, 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 I felt... I, I mean... Or do you feel like they knew? You know what? But I, you just... like I didn't feel relieved. Like, I don't know if I felt relieved. I felt like, okay, check. Yes. Like, they knew because my friends, their reaction was like, 
fucking finally. They, yeah, they kind of wanted you to reconcile. Yeah, they're like, the finally, that, like, mm-hmm. we knew this, we just wanted you to say it, but I came out to my parents, too. My mom, you know, I love my mom. I, I, she's kind of like a role model to me, but my mom did not take it well. My mom did not take it well at all. She was, she said some stuff, you know, and she was like, I will like, this is not something... That, that, I, that, that I want I want you to be or this is not something I want for my son and she, ne- she never saw that maybe there are certain of things of course that, come, okay. on, but she, but, come on but she never she never yeah, but she, she never really yeah. she like brushed it off you okay know, you know? Um, but but you know I told her I told my dad my dad was like yo you're my son you do you like and I was like that's good but you know what in time you know I, I have to recognize that I was privileged enough to leave Haiti at 17 and go to college and that's in college that's when I could um, explore my sexual and gender identity in a like, safe space, right? So I, I recognize a lot of my Haitian brothers and sisters in Haiti do not have that luxury, you they know? Don't. They don't. don't. Like, they, some, some of them live in... They don't even have privacy. Like, growing up, you yeah. had your own room or you shared a room. You had that privacy, but then they live in a space with so many people. And, 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 and that's one thing that we do have to add. Yeah. I mean, you... you I, I, I'm, I'm happy you came, yeah. but you would probably not be myself or no. yourself. We wouldn't be the, the actual representation of Haiti because... We grew up pretty much, yeah. you know, we, we grew up pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We, we had everything we wanted to. Right. We had a lot of privilege. Right. We could go around certain yeah. things. We didn't yeah. have to walk on the street. There's a lot of different things yeah. that we, yes. that, that is not typical, yes. you know, typical Haitians. Yes. Growing up, right. growing up poor, gay, in a community where people That's are hard. closed-minded, extremely religious. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 different. It's, and, and, it's and, tough, yeah. and we have to really recognize that. But yeah, I mean, in time, you know, my mom. I hope she doesn't listen to this, but if she does, it's fine. But I, I feel like she's still reconciling it. Mm-hmm. So I had to detach. So I'm talking a lot, but that last point, I had to detach myself from my mom. I'm like, look, th- this is my mom's issue. This is not my issue. So mm-hmm. I have to right. give her time to yeah. process, process it, it and not push yeah. it or not resent her for anything because mm-hmm. I have to understand where she came from. Yeah, you know, so I have to be fair with my mom, and so mm-hmm. yeah. that, that's interesting. And I, and I think yeah, to yeah. me, and and the reason why I think it's an interesting thing because I think to me once I was going to dinner, I think with some friends, and Cody was with me and mm-hmm. and, and on the train, and went to dinner. Yeah. Cody was sitting next to me on the train. We were speaking and whatever, and that probably was I was probably twenty seventeen. Yeah. I think at that time I was I was kind of farther along than I was right. when I first came here. Right. But on my way back, I sat and I said for a second. You know, it's interesting that Cody was next to me and I didn't think of anything else. Because I think right, right. back in Haiti, I would say, I don't want to be associated to a gay person because, because they didn't think, think that I'm gay. gay as well. But then after a while, I said, what is wrong with being gay? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Cody's exactly. a pretty good human being. Exactly. And I learned that he was just a great person from the get-go. But at the time, it took me a while to process that information mm-hmm. because to me, it was a different part of myself that I probably didn't know. Yeah. Um, but then the, the interesting question at the time I asked myself was, what about homosexuality that made me feel that there was an issue? Like, what about it? Wow. You know? That's a very good introspection. And I think for a while, I, I thought of it, and I came back to the name of the podcast. I said, you know, people are going to hear this. They're probably going to think that I'm coming out as a gay person. Yeah. And I don't give a fuck, <laughs> yeah, yeah. honestly. But then, I'm at this stage in my life, too, where I'm more comfortable with my sexuality. I'm completely comfortable. I know I'm That's a amazing. heterosexual man. Right, right, right. And if somebody say thing that I'm gay... You know, it's fine, whatever. It's it's okay. More power to you. I hope you sleep yeah. well at night. But at the time, 2012, 2013, or even before that, yeah. 
that's not something that I would be comfortable with. You mm-hmm. know, someone and I still have some friends yeah. that are homophobic that I have the pleasure to call out whenever I can. Yeah, I say you know this Great. is wrong. At, at this point, yeah. we're in twenty twenty. Yeah, you know we we should stop talking that way. Yeah. So so to me, I, I, that that's my theory. I think yeah. I think sexuality is is you know or masculinity is one thing that yeah. we struggle with, which is why we're homophobic. Yeah, a lot of times there's the environment. But what do you think? Yeah. What do you think is actually yeah. the reason why, you know, some people lack compassion for the LGBT community yeah. or some people can't, or homophobic in general? What, what, what do you think? Is, well, is, I want to say two things. Um, you talk about masculinity. Homosexuality, being gay or being queer, does not remove your masculinity. Of course. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's, it, like, people are like, okay, if you're, uh, you're masculine or whatever, you have to be straight. Like, masculinity, it does, if you're a male and if, I mean, female, like, even if female people... I identify with masculinity as well, so that's it's a flawed concept. Yeah, it's it's. I think I think what first of all, I think religion is a big part of why people are resentful towards the LGBTQ community. I mean, religion is a political tool that people yeah. use to enforce society, so that's another issue. But I think people need to understand that sexuality is what happens in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it. Why is it your issue? Why is it your business? Who I sleep with, right? Mm-hmm. It, like I can be your best friend. I can be gay. You can be straight. It doesn't mean. I'm attracted to you. It doesn't mean I want you. It doesn't mean, you know, like it, 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 it's all of these little misconceptions that sexuality is not all of me, you know, is heterosexuality all of you? No, I'm, I'm gay. I'm queer. I'm an artist. I'm Haitian. I'm a brother. There's a lot of ways to describe you. So it's like when I tell people, I don't know, Cody, if you feel this way, you can speak on it, but I don't like when I tell people I'm queer or gay and that's all of me. That's all they see. It's like, Mm -hmm. Move the fuck up. And that's what I learned. I learned that Cody was more than being gay. And that's what right. I, that's what my dad meant when he said, you're, you're looking for the right answer by answering the, the wrong, wrong questions. questions. There you go. Because to him it was, and I spoke to him about homosexuality, yeah. and my dad is a pretty progressive guy. That's great. Um, yeah. You know, he feels different about weed than my mom does. He feels different that's about awesome. homosexuality than my mom does. Yeah. And I won't even say that my mom has an actual problem with it. I think yeah. it'd probably be different for her if I told her that I was gay. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, but I yeah. do feel like she's pretty open to the idea because she sees people as people. But I think I saw Cody and I was like, "Look, this guy is—he's a good guy. Yeah. He—he's—he's he's forthcoming. He tells right. me everything, and right. you know, we have a good time when we hang out. He's right. a great engineer. Yeah. Um. So, so to me, there was more than that to Cody. Yeah. But Cody, do, what, what do you think makes people, you know, lack compassion for the LGBTQ community or, or homophobic in general? I mean, I think, well, definitely to Stephen's point that the religion plays such a huge mm-hmm. role in that because, you know, especially if you would, I, so I was raised as Protestant Christian, um, and I wouldn't say our, our church never spoke about homosexuality. In fact, actually, so compared to some of my friends who grew up maybe as Roman Catholic and, you know, they would hear about you know, those things of it being a sin and abomination and all that kind of stuff. But our church ever, never actually spoke about it, which is another, you know, that, that was such a large part of my upbringing, you know, going to church, being involved in the community. So yeah. for many people, that would be a source of, you know, that kind of self-hatred, right. the homophobia. So I think in one way it was good because you didn't have that negative conditioning, but in another way yeah. it was such a disservice because it led me to be so naive for so many years yeah. because it was, it was just normal. like, we just yeah. don't talk about it, Yeah, you know, and we don't tell children. Yeah, and to Cody's point, the idea of not talking about these things, I think is another underlying issue. Like, if you, if you, if you educate children 
on these different topics and, and you give them a space to talk about these topics, it becomes normal. Yeah, yeah right? It, be, it doesn't become taboo. Like, the thing about, I don't know, Cody, I don't know, your upbringing, maybe you, you, have, you had some um, issues in your life which were not spoken of. Like, I feel like one of the things I resent my childhood and my upbringing is that we could not talk about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I remember, you know, I couldn't talk about women's rights like why are women why do women have these jobs but men are like CEOs and people were like well well men are supposed to provide men are supposed to lead the country and then I was shut down or like mm -hmm. things like racial um, justice you know or it, I, like it especially was, especially coming from a from a country that's right. predominantly black yeah, exactly and, and you're like, you know you're an Arab descent yeah, and you're yeah, living there yeah. and and I mean I mean I grew up in a black country I, I'm proud of black, my black nation and I'm black democracy like this is and the, the community that has built me, you know? So it's like, all of these topics that we talk about are easily shut down because adults at the time find them inappropriate or uncomfortable to talk about. So it's like, we have to open up space to talk about these things. I mean, it's not, it's not gonna kill you to say the word gay and talk about it. Yes, yeah, I agree. And, and to me, it's an interesting point because I was never taught to be homophobic. You're not my, my, taught to be No, no, there, there, there are certain yeah. parents that, I have a friend of mine who told me that their parents wasn't okay with them hugging each other. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. So, so at that point, it tells you how, to them, it's an issue. My dad never said any issue. I know one thing that he used to always say, because he knows how sexual harassment and, yeah. and um, what do you call that again, um, when old men pray on... Pedophilia. Yeah, pedophilia. exactly. Mm -hmm. To them, like, my dad always had that conversation with me, like, be careful when you go some places, because people might do this, people might do that. Especially a guy that was always into sports. Right. I used to travel with teams all the time. So he wanted this to be at least a... a but I was never taught that the homosexuality was an issue. Yeah. Never did I hear my mom say this is a problem or whatever it is. So to me, right. it was definitely a product of my environment. Yeah. And that was because the only way for me to be okay is not being associated to that because what was normal was men and women. Yes. You know? Yes. And, and I'll tell you a story. Once I remember I went to play basketball somewhere and there was a guy that I knew... It's a it's 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 a poor it's a poor side of the country, um, and I remember I went there and there's this guy and his name was George, but he was gay, and he was flat out gay. It was a pretty interesting thing to me to see someone who was openly gay, mm -hmm. and and that part of society. Yeah, well, you know, and, and I don't know if I'm saying the word correctly, but and I remember once they used to make fun of him. You know, I was never okay with him making fun of him because I'm like, let the guy live his life. Right. Um, but at the time, I was still homophobic. Yeah, but. I would never be the one who would go to the extent of making fun of someone because of their preferences. But I remember once he stopped by and he said, you guys better shut up or I'm gonna actually call you. Some of you guys I know that are actually involved with men. <laughs> and I don't know whether or not there was any substance to what he was saying, but at the time, even myself, I was scared. For, I mean, I was scared for him not to say my name. Right, right. Because I'm like, if he lies and this comes out, then people are gonna think that I'm gay. Yeah. But at this point now, if I sit you know, in the same location yeah. and I'm playing around and guys like, oh, you know, you're gay. And I'm like, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you know, so, so I guess this is, this is the part of me that I think, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why I had to ask the question, but that's why you guys are making a good point because not because I wasn't taught to be homophobic or they never had that discussion at the house. Doesn't, does it mean that if I was in a situation where you guys were in that my parents would have reacted the same way they did because yeah. the conversation never existed. Yeah. yeah. So we never spoke about it. So then we didn't know whether or not it was an issue. And once we started thinking that maybe it's normal, yeah. Once we communicated that to people, then this is where the issue arises. They're like, well, that's not normal. Well, yeah. you told me not to steal. You told me not to lie. Yeah. You told me not to hit anyone. Yeah. 
but now all of a sudden, me saying that I like someone else is an issue. So I guess I guess that's a that's a that's a good point. Yeah. One other question that I had is, um, you know, back in my old life when <laughs> my heydays, <laughs> um, you know, you would go somewhere and you see a woman, and you'd be like, oh my god, she looks good, mm. she's fine, mm. all that. You either approach them, or I don't know if objectify is the right word, but you think of all these things that you could do. Yeah. Do you guys, as gay men, do you go somewhere and you look at someone, even if they're not gay, or I, I think I've heard the word gay though, or somewhere. Yeah. Was that you that said, Cody? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I introduced you. Like, do you guys <laughs> go somewhere and feel like, you know what, this is someone that I'm attracted to and I want to talk to them? Do you, all, or, do you automatically identify someone or think of someone that you think is gay when you go somewhere? Do you yeah. think, like men do for women? I mean, heterosexual men do for women. Ben asked that question. That's interesting. Yeah, it's it's just it's a different. I don't know how to explain it because I mean <laughs> because I think it's it's on a person personality level because I've met gay men who are very forward mm-hmm. and who are very like outgoing and extrovert and will walk up to someone and be like, "Hey, let me buy you a drink." Mm-hmm. Personally, that is not my style. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's just not usually me. I'm more like. You know, kind of laid back. Well, that's a separate podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So we, um, but yeah, I think it just, I've met such a range of gay men who are all on the spectrum. It's just like Steven said about masculinity. It's, it's not, you know, in in sexual preference within the gay community too. Um, you know, not to get into that, but that like, you know, your, your sexual position preference within the gay community has nothing to do with your personality. I've met a range of feminine, masculine men but can have any array of sexual preferences yeah. in the bedroom. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's kind of the same with this is, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think to some degree men are men, but I don't know. And I'll say one thing. The only reason I ask that question, because I think one of my, some of my friends before I, I did this podcast, I spoke to him and I said, what do you think is an issue for you when a man is homosexual? Do you, are you scared that when you walk to a bar yeah, that somebody's going to come and talk to you? Yeah. Or that, there's that misconception yeah, that's that gay men are aggressive. Yeah. That, yes. I don't know if it's a misconception, but to me it's a misconception. Yes. That they can touch you, they can... Um, and I'm like, well, I don't know if that's really true because me as a heterosexual man, mm-hmm. I'm not aggressive when it comes to women. I'm not going to go somewhere and touch someone. I'm not going to go and kiss them without their own approval. But I feel like this is something that they say all the time. So I'm asking, do you guys have, I mean, do you guys see men like we see women? Yeah, is that, is that a thing? Yeah. Especially if it's, a, if it's a gay man. You're like, oh my God, he looks good. Yeah. You know, I would definitely want to, you know. Yeah. So I, I know exactly where you're talking mm-hmm. about. Because yeah, people, especially Haitians, have asked Yes. Me. So, do you want to fuck every woman you see? No. Do you want to be with every woman? No. You, so why do gay men are all automatically labeled as aggressively sexual? That is true. Look, you have to understand that homosexuality has been oppressed for so many years, and we finally have this sexual revolution. And yeah, we are expressing ourselves sexually, and yeah, we are open sexually, and that's—I—I I think there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. But to say that I'm gonna walk in a space and like. I fuck every guy I see, like, it's not, it's false and it's not realistic. Okay. You know, I'm not attracted to every man I see, you know, whether it be heterosexual or homosexual, like, so I think also you have to be, for me, I grew up super aware of my homosexuality and my queerness because it was something that's, that people have always attacked me for. Okay. So I developed this very hyper aware, like, I know my environment, like, yeah. like, I know where to be sexual, I know where to be 
flirty. I know where to be. I know where to be diplomatic. Like I know my place. So, so there's, a, there's basically no yeah. difference between heterosexual no, and heterosexual. Exactly. No, that's why I think the question's kind of irrelevant. Exactly. It's really, it's yeah, exactly. Not gay. I think. Well, exactly. I, I would say the idea of like the the, yeah. the gay man being aggressive sexually and touching people comes yeah. from the fact that. You know, when the country first started talking about homosexuality, mm-hmm. at least for the U.S., was during, like, the AIDS crisis, when yeah. we first actually started, you know, having, and that was, like, the 1980s. Stuff like that, yeah. Gay was men who had sex with men. Yeah. Gay wasn't an identity. Yes. Oh, yes. right. So, I get it. So I get it. So it was, that's a good point. You know, so it was, like, going in the 90s and 2000s, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, gay meant that you have rendezvous with men. But yeah. you were a sexual person, yes. therefore you could be a predator, you could touch people yes. inappropriately. But I think now, where if you want to say maybe more reclaiming the word of mm-hmm. gay and queer yeah. and LGBT in the sense of it's that's just more part, it's part, part of who, who I am. I mean, it's not who I am entirely, but it's part of it. Yeah, because being heterosexual yeah. is part of who you are. It's not who you yeah. are. Right. You, I, I won't see someone and I'm like, you know, this man is a heterosexual man. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah, to yeah. me, these are some of the things that I'm clearing up in my mind. Yeah, for sure. Because I'm not saying that I... I don't think I, I, I voluntarily go and I do these things, but I mean, they were, they were part of my subconscious yeah, yeah, for yeah. a long time. And, and then when I ask those questions, you know, and, 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 yeah. to, and to be fair, to be fair, there's, only, there's something else that I speak to my friend all the time. I said, look, you guys are completely fine with a lesbian. Yeah. Which, which is the interest, this is yeah, the really interesting thing about it. with lesbians. I don't know if this is, a, this, is a, this is the truth here in the U.S., but in Haiti, for example, mm-hmm. They're attracted to less. What? Sure. Like, I'll give you an example. Okay, same. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, like yeah. heterosexual men. They, I, I myself don't have an issue watching lesbian porn. <laughs> I know you're yeah, yeah. laughing. So, so, so to tell you, this is something. Yeah. Sure. You know, that's 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 interesting because. So there's a lot of things that I think well, are you know, biased. Think, yeah. So see, I think that's real, very hypocritical because you 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 fulfill your sexual fantasies with our identity. But you go out and you hate on, right. on like so. The exactly like, same thing, but just the other like, gender. Exactly yeah. the the, uh, the other gender. It's like, uh, yeah. I mean, masculinity. That's another podcast because that's a separate. That's a very you know, toxic masculinity. That's a very different issue. Yeah, toxic masculinity and masculinity. Yeah, yeah. Too, I, I mean, masculinity. Yeah. I mean, look at what toxic masculinity has bring us—a patriarchal world. Look at what's happening right now. Like it's, you know, excessive masculinity is never good. So it's. I don't know. I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I've heard your your argument so yeah. many times, but well, I mean, it's not an argument. It's a point. Not, yeah, 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 point exactly. Point, exactly. Not yeah. an argument. So, so, so one other thing that I that I that I was thinking about is um. So, so no, I don't know if I heard the number correctly, but either one or two men in the world are are, are gay. I think that's the I think that's the number that I that I heard. One and two. No, no, no. Meaning one or two men out of ten. Oh, yes, I mean, yes, ten is yeah. like they say between one. I think it's one and two men out of ten, or yeah. or, or I don't know where to find yeah, this number. Yeah. No, 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 no. I know. I'm not nodding. So, so, so this is the question. I, I think I was reading something the other day on Instagram, and it said, it said, if your child's sexuality is going to be an issue, don't have kids. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What is an advice for any future parents or parents right now that are going through someone? I mean, going yeah. through a situation where the kids is coming out. Yeah. You know, deservedly so they shouldn't be coming out because they shouldn't be living like this. But what is, what is an advice? Yeah. You being, you know, you mm-hmm. saying your dad was progressive, but your mom was a little different. Yeah. And I know you didn't you didn't grow up with your dad, right, Cody? Until but, thirteen. Yes. My, my father died at thirteen. And then your and then your mom. You know, what would be one thing that you would want to tell them right now if you could? Cody, you want to answer that question yeah. first? I would say, well, first of all, surround yourself with other people, other adults who are gay. I think that's a big thing is because if you really struggle with your child's sexuality, I think that's a symptom of 
not having any authentic relationships yes. with people who are LGBT in your life. So that that's one. Yeah. Um, you know, the other is to don't avoid it. Don't yes. not have a conversation because you're uncomfortable. Make yourself uncomfortable and kind of lean into why am I feeling uncomfortable? Do I have underlying homophobic you know, tendencies yes. that are, you know, where is this coming from? Where is this, this anxiety and this fear coming from? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's kind of like that old saying, we fear what we don't know. And I think yes. that's totally oh, true there, right? Is, you know, like, yeah. So, you know, like me raising a child, I, I had a friend once ask me a couple of years ago, you know, would you want your children to be gay? Mm-hmm. And I thought that was an interesting question. Well, um, you, how'd you answer that? I said I wouldn't. I said I wouldn't mind. I mean, right. bec- because for me, it, it doesn't matter either or. But I think where she was coming from was: Would you feel like you could raise them better as a gay man if they are also gay? Mm-hmm. That's a very interesting yeah. question. And I, I mean, that's a good point. I've never really thought about it that much, but my feeling is. No, I was raised by straight Hair parents. Yeah. So, and I found, you know, my own voice and I did it in a void of not having any role models, yes. no authentic relationships, no friends, no support group at school. I mean, even I look at now American, American children today in middle school, elementary school, high school, and they have gay clubs and they have yeah. outreach and they have social workers that are dedicated to these issues. So, you know, Kids today in the U.S. have so many more but it, but it's not, outlets. It's, it's not a nationally accepted thing yet. I mean, it's pretty. It's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty there. there. I mean, I think it's there, but I'm saying like, I'm, I'm feeling. I'm, I'm asking myself, how would a gay man feel? Yeah. And I'm sorry if there's anybody anybody from Alabama listening to this. Oh my god. You know, <laughs> like Alabama. If you're from from you know, let's say you you, you grew up in Alabama right now. Yeah. It, it's it's a different issue. Yeah. It, it is. Depends on the. You know, and I think that's one thing. Us living in New York City, where I think my judgment is clouded by right a bubble. Exactly, yeah. to some degree. Right. Yes. Very progressive. Yeah. So, what about yeah. you, Stephen? What, yeah. what would be your advice? I really of, like what Cody said. Oh, Haitian parent. Yeah, I really like what Cody said about you know, like I remember this. I have my best friend. Uh, yeah, my best friend. Um, her mom was not accepting of homosexuals. What? Like, at, like, like at all? Like, like really not accepting until she met me mm-hmm. and she's you know me and my best friend we started developing our friendship and I used to go to she's Haitian? House. yeah she's Haitian okay yeah um and we she's my sister like she she so she her mom saw our relationship and her mom saw whoa like first of all her mom was like there's he's not he, there, he's definitely not straight but he saw how amazing our relationship was how we cared for each other and how I loved her mother. Like, I loved her mother. Like, we would talk. I would give her gifts. And I invite, like, during Christmas, like, I would hug her. I would hold her hand. Like, we were, we had a good, re- I had a good relationship with mom. And it's not until she met me, a queer person, that she's like, whoa, Stephen changed my heart. Like, he, if anybody would have hurt Stephen, I would have attacked that person. So from then on, it's like, and even I had friends in high school, like, he even told me one day, like, yo, like, I'm glad I met you because if I, I was homophobic, if I didn't, I would not dismantle that yeah. prejudice. Yeah. So it's like, like Cody said, like, you need to meet people. Like, you need to be surrounded with, with different people. And also mm-hmm. for parents, even Haitian parents, it's like, newsflash, bro. Like, the world is globalized, social media, people have access to information, you know, queerness is at the forefront of culture, gay culture, like... 
you're, you dress in your designer clothes and half of these men designing your clothes are fucking gay. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's like... That's a good point. So I'm getting a little... I'm getting yeah. a little passionate, but go it's ahead, like... Go ahead, it's fine. It's yeah. like, you cannot avoid how the world is changing. Now, gender expression and sexual expression is something that finally we get to see. So it's like, as parents, let your kid just develop without putting so much labels on them or like like why do you have confining to confining them yeah, to a life that does let not them, let yeah. them develop and I, I do understand look like my mom the reason why my mom was so resentful is because she 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 knows the world is a bad world yeah she knows people are gonna hurt my son she knows it that's and that's honestly 90% of her resentment is that I don't want anything to happen to my son Right. It came from a good place. It, that, it, that's exactly why. I she had the right intention, but the wrong, the wrong yes, way to express it. I guess. Did not I guess. Express the right mm-hmm. way. So it's like, as parents, and I know a lot of parents right now, and I'm so happy to know a lot of parents that are in Haiti mm-hmm. actually that are raising their children to be independent yeah. in their. You know, I, I tell people all the time. I, th- I think I remember mm-hmm. I went to a barbecue once, and I hear they were having, you know, conversation about gay people that I that made me uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm at a point now where. Before, I would be like, you know, not my issue, not my concern, whatever. But now I'm at a point where I'm like, no, this is wrong and wrong is wrong. And the reason why I said is as a black man, as a black man, I should never be for exclusion. Yes, no. You know, I understand the thing that I had to go through. You know, I, 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 and I, I told someone once I wasn't in a plane and I told the guy that I was an engineer and he said, am I, am I serious? And I said, yeah. You know, and, and, and you know, he was a guy from Alabama that worked for ExxonMobil. He was a chemical engineer just like I was. And I was pretty surprised that actually that was his first reaction. And I said, you know what, we're living in 2020, well not 2020, 2018 at the time. And I said, you know, um, he said, what I do for what I do for a living? And I said, well, I'm actually a chemical engineer. He said, uh, like a chemist or a chemical engineer? And I'm like, chemical engineer? Why are you surprised? Well, I, I, I was just wondering. And, and I knew he lost the yeah, he lost his train of thoughts because that's not what he was saying, yeah. but that's not what he intent, intended to say. Um, so, so to me, it's, it's, it's an issue, you know, at that point. But, but, but the other thing that I think was interesting is, I guess because of how oppressed you guys were for a long time, um, you guys have this mechanism where you want to protect yourself whenever somebody says something that actually is, is not appropriate. And the one thing that I took, I took an issue, I took exception to, and you guys may see it differently, is the Kevin Hart situation. Um, there's a lot of, you know outcry about Kevin Hart hosting the Oscars because at the time he said things that were homophobic and I'm like you know what I understand what you're saying but me as a black man if anybody said something that was racist back then but actually I've realized that they've grown up or they've changed or it is their responsibility to yours I always say that it's my responsibility to understand the world as as I should or as it is and I give a lot of credit to people who come from this place that is probably not the right perspective or you know the right mindset and then to growing up to understanding the world as it is but what what you guys made of the situation of people saying Kevin Hart didn't host the Oscars just because of the thing that he did say considering how different of a man he is now I mean he did the right thing by not doing it yeah but to me it was like I understand what you guys are coming where you guys are coming from but just give them in a chance because he's yeah. he's different now what, 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 what do you think of you like what was your reaction initially because people actually were pretty upset about that. Yeah, I mean, it, I, it's not, I, I, you know, it's, it's like not just confined to, confined to Kevin Hart, too. I mean, there's so many instances of peop, famous people who have said something inappropriately and then got pulled from advertising campaigns or yeah. from any kind of stuff like that. I mean, I'd say in general, uh, 
I mean, maybe it's case by case, but I would say, I guess I agree with that in the sense of, I don't know, I kind of want to draw a similarity with like what had was happened in the past couple months with the whole Black Lives Matter movement, yeah. where we see a lot of people in towns dismantling statues of people who were from, you know, eras in history of colonialism right. and that kind of stuff. Um, and I thought long and hard about that is do I agree with it? And I'd say, yeah, because those are a symbol of celebration of that person. So, you know, when someone is in, a, you know, as much of an influence kind of position as say Kevin Hart, right. And he makes those statements. If we allow him to continue at those venues, are we celebrating who he is and what he stands for? Yeah. You know, and I think, but you guys can you guys celebrate who he became? Yes. Yes, I, I, I would say... He's still living. Those guys, they were yeah, fighting to maintain right. racism. I, I agree, yeah. yes. I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, for life he would be banned from any kind of public show. But, but you think that was a lesson learned? No, I think it was a lesson learned. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because and now as, long as, he, as long as he accepts it and he changes his view... I mean, look at Hillary Clinton did the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. She and Barack Obama, they were against same-sex marriage for many years, for most of their political history. But they, you know... Leading up to, I guess I would say the um, to the, the the federal law where we mm -hmm. we kind of redacted um, mm -hmm. uh, what was it DACA? Yeah. Um, you know they kind of rescinded that that stance. So yeah. you know they and now I would say most gay people have a positive image of Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama. Even they though for yeah. so many years. Yeah, so, so there's, I would say that there's a difference between a reminder of history and a celebration of history. Yes. Right. I think I think those those yeah, statues and I am yeah. sure there's somebody right now that is a Republican that is probably think that I'm crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a Haitian guy no, saying what I think, but I, I do think that yes, celebrating a Confederate soldier for what he did is wrong. Yeah. But I do think when somebody did more than that, if they were living, maybe they would change their perspective. It's, 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 it's a tricky yeah. issue, you know? But I, I get the point that I, I never thought of it this way, that I think Kevin Hart learned his lesson. Now, now if you were offered an Oscar, would you feel the same way? Yeah. Uh, if he was offered an Oscar at this point? Like at if, this if, point? If somebody said, you know, he should host the Oscar now. Yeah, then, then I would say, you know, by this point, yeah, yeah if, he, if he showed that he really was, you know... He was very apologetic about what happened, yeah. and he kind of displayed ways of changing his behavior. Then, yeah, I would say. What about you, Stephen? What do you think? I think I have two things to say. I I am very skeptical of institutions saving their own asses, coming forward and being like, oh, "We love gay people. We love mm. you know black and brown people." But in reality, they recognize that these are the people that are buying their products. These are the people yeah. that are supporting them. So it's like. Sure. I can't it's get more a business I, move than it is a I, moral. Unless is, yeah. I meet Kevin Hart myself, or I meet not even Kevin Hart. I mean, look, okay, about Kevin Hart, you learn, you live, and you learn. Like life is about all of that. As long as you own up to your mistakes and you're yeah. actively changing Fine. yourselves yeah. and you're yeah. actively really giving a voice to the people you were prejudiced against, yeah, that works. But I'm I'm so wary about Hollywood and, and capitalism. You know, even with the BLM movement, like, oh my gosh, like. All of a sudden, everybody cared about black. All right. these businesses yes. care about. Like, it's like, right. whoa, you you did not care about black people before. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's too little, too it's late. It's too little, too late. But it's it's good that 
finally culture culture is shifting. Yeah. You know, and, and I'll tell you something. Like, and, and it's a good point because it's, it's harder said than it's yeah. easier said than done. Because I remember right. once we we're in DC, right, and we we're hungry, yeah, and we le- we ended up in a historically sure. gay community. Sure, I guess that's what you call. It. Oh, um, um, we got into a restaurant, okay. and we're surrounded by gay people. Yeah, is this Georgetown? I don't know where what it was. Is it called? I, know I think what was amazing to me for that at that moment was all my friends stayed. Yeah. I'll tell you this though. Okay. 2014, mm-hmm. we would have all left. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was a different crowd. Not a proud thing to say, yeah. but it's a real thing to yeah, say. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. Because at the time, I was like, whoa, what is happening? <laughs> you know, like, think about it. You know, a bunch of guys are single. We're out. We're thinking that we're going to meet a, you know, some girl at right. the time. Yeah, right. We were two girls at the time, and one of them said to me, you know, do you guys know that we're in you know, a gay community right here. Strip, yeah. And I said, oh, really? She said, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just here to eat. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 you know, I, I, I get the point you guys are making, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I also think it, 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 it's maybe a way for me to look myself in the mirror and to say, you know, you, you, you need to own up to more yes. of what you've done in the past and how exactly. you felt about certain things. Exactly. Not because you are where you are now that you necessarily remove everything that was about because there's a lot of things I would tell the people that I yeah. they would not they would be surprised yeah. Yeah. at that point you know I have my friends that says you know I respect you for being as open as you are and I'm like well yeah. I am just a human being I'm not open right. I'm just accepting of everybody yeah. as a human being mm-hmm. I still have a lot of work to do I have it to admit but when it comes to homosexuality and understanding what it is about well yeah. not even understanding that people are just that's not who they are that's part of who they are exactly. I think that's the good thing yeah so um that's probably a short question. I don't know if I know the answer for you, Cody, but I think I do. Have you guys ever been intimate with a woman or physically involved with a woman? I've never. Never I've heard that question. Yeah, I have. I, I, oh my god! Was it was it was it I, real I, or was it to sh- well, not like not, not sexual intimacy, but stuff? Okay. I mean, I mean, I was. Do, yeah, do, do you think? Do, 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 it was. Do, I, I had fun. Okay. Yeah, I had a good time. Like, for me, th- this is the thing. This is the, oh my! God, I can't believe I'm saying this on a record. I've never actually said this on a record. It's okay. But, um, the thing about it is like, like sexuality is, like the fact that I, I I'm relentless, I'm resentful to call myself like quote unquote gay because it's too limiting for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know because I guess be, being an artist and and, and 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 you know, I guess I mean I'm also a performance artist and I'm a photographer, videographer. I do a lot of work about you know Haitian queerness and all of that. Like learning and reading about it is like. I don't ever want to be confined to a label because all my life I grew up with people saying I'm not Haitian because either my sexuality, the way I look or whatever, I was never fully seen as Haitian. So that kind of, not trauma, but that phenomenon in my life really helped me tell myself like labels are so limiting that people need labels to make themselves feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. I don't need to make you feel comfortable about who I am and what I what I what I do ever. So that's, it's that's like, a good point. You know, so it's like when people are when when I say yeah, I've been intimate with the moon, they're like, oh, you've been whoa, like he's he's okay, he's bisexual. Right. No, it does not mean I'm bisexual. Right? <laughs> you know, that, mean, that that that's a good you know, point. I, I do want to ask another question. Yeah. There was a Sunday here. We're sitting here. Yeah. We had a big discussion. Yeah. About what does it mean to be gay, and I think it was inappropriate for a bunch of heterosexual men. To be having that conversation. Yeah. And we disagree. Don't get me wrong. Here, we have a lot of heated debate, but it's always friendly. It's always us as friends. And I think it was about a man who had sex with a I mean, a man who had a sex with another man once. And I think the discussion was, or the debate was, yeah. does that make him gay? Um, and I said, no. well, 
It was split. It was, I think it was 3-3. Three, three. My friend Alan was the artist. He was like, it is wrong to think this way wow. because um, being homosexual means you're attracted to the same gender. Yeah. So if the man is not attracted, that's different. So the same way that a gay man or a queer man, whatever yeah. you want to call it, has had something with a woman, doesn't make him no. bisexual. No, it doesn't. No, you know, doesn't. I think there's a basketball player, Jason Collins, who was actually engaged to a woman. And he said, enough of that. I can't do this life. I can't live this way. Yeah. I'm a gay man and I'm going to come out. What do you guys make of someone who's had one or two things with a man, but, you know, yeah. like, I mean, to me, it was hard to understand because at first I was like, you know what, if you had something with a man, then it makes you gay. But I'm like, no, 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 that's, that's wrong. What do, what do you make of that, Cody? So, I mean, I would say, you know, as Steven mentioned about the labels, this is so important because even within the gay community, there's so much, oh, not only discrimination, like but, among, like, like, yes, yes, because, yes. you know, that we, I think gay people kind of, you know, our community did ourselves a disservice with starting, you know, maybe it's just, we were naive in the eighties and the nineties with trying to spread awareness of what, what gay men, because then everyone was like, oh, okay, there's gay and then there's straight. Yeah. And then, you know, and you kind of fall along one of those two, but now fast forward into you know, post 2000 and in the 2020s, it's, we're understanding more that sexuality is so fluid and it's on a spectrum and that spectrum doesn't even have to be two dimensional. It can be three dimensional. So we're now trying to unlearn the labels that we've set for Mm, ourselves. Okay. Because as he said, gay, it, it, it does imply one thing. And if you're not that one thing, now you have this confusion of, well, where do I belong? Yeah, yeah that's a good So point. that's why the, the question of if you sleep with one man, does that make you gay, is kind of irrelevant in that sense yes. because yes. It's, sexuality is so fluid that you, you're just, I don't know, you're just human. Like, mm-hmm. You can have a sexual yeah. relationship with a man, with a woman. You don't have to just try to, th- you know, we're trying to do it backwards. We're trying to, you know, fit that square peg in the round mm-hmm. hole to say, okay, I do these things in my life, therefore... Which of these labels applies to me? Yes, that's a good point. You know, and yeah. that's not really that's, that's also mentally that's draining. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's a lot of cognitive. Yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah, it is because it's like okay, like when I told somebody, yeah, I've probably been intimate with a woman, whatever shape or form that might take, and they're like, okay, so you're bi. It's like it's like no, I, I'm attracted to men, you know, because having these experiences doesn't mean. Yeah, like Cody says, like it does. If a man has one experience, to experience five billion experiences with a guy. It, and he does not identify as gay or he does not or he sees her himself long term with a woman like that is who he is like yeah. it doesn't make him gay like interesting yeah. you know like and that's a good point I've learned something new yeah I, I, it's I, like, I learned it's something like, new it's like look it's like it's like how do you identify as you know how, mm-hmm. like, and all of that like Cody said should be irrelevant yeah it yeah. should not even be a topic of discussion but unfortunately it has to be because people need labels to feel comfortable yeah well so, and I think I, it comes from a place of oppression too right because yes. Up through, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, it was, there was so much oppression, right? Gay, gay people couldn't get married. Um, you know, you could be discriminated against in the workplace. So it was like, if you are gay, mm-hmm. you better know damn sure that's what you are. Yeah, yes. If you're going to stand up and say, this is yes. who I am, because you're up against so much. Yes. Right. So, but now that we've kind of started to unravel that in society, we've allowed gay people to get married. Um, or same-sex couples to get married. We've allowed them to be teachers, and we've allowed them to 
you know, go to any college they want. They can keep their jobs even if they openly identify mm -hmm. as LGBT. So now it's kind of changing for people to say, well, now I don't just have to be gay in order to break out of this mold. Mm -hmm. I can be anything I yeah. want or I can identify as anything I want, you know, because the people maybe who were in the gray areas before would just revert to, I'm straight. Interesting. Yeah, no. Because I can either be straight or I can, can be, be gay. gay yeah. And I don't feel enough passion to, to put myself out there and just say, you know. Yeah, but I also want to give a disclaimer. Like, if you do, if you do feel comfortable with these labels, that's amazing. That's you. Like, you know, like, I know a lot of gay people are proud to be gay. A lot of mm -hmm. lesbians are proud to be lesbian. A lot of yep. intersex are proud to be intersex. Trans like, these labels are amazing. Like, that's, that's fine. That's you. But... For me, it's, it's a, it's, I mean, I, I yeah. think it's a different right. quality. No, 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 that's a good segue to the next question. Yeah. I promise I wanted this to be 45 minutes, but it's so I'm good. So it is it's so good. good. 45 minutes. It is so good, it's going to go a little longer. So I hope you guys You'll don't stop listening. Pass yeah. the wine, pass the wine. Right, so, so I know Cody dated a guy that did it, wasn't, um, I don't think he would, I don't think he came out to the, uh, I mean, to his parents. Sure. No way. Yeah. How hard is it? How hard is it? Because me, for example, when I'm dating a woman, right? When I'm dating someone, I want to be as comfortable as I can when it comes to their parents and everyone else. And not everybody feels the same way, but how hard is it to date someone who is still living in the shadow of himself? Like, how, how hard is it to find a partner? You know, because there's so many things that I think are barriers to you guys. You know, you could probably tell me, Cody. Yeah, I mean, my... I mean, you got to stop looking at those Instagram now and actually do something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, but, you know... How do I want to answer this? It, you know, okay, as Stephen mentioned, you know, for the people who I do identify with the labels, that's me. I, I identify with gay. I always, I always have, I probably always will. Um, but unfortunately, that meant that for many years... I went understanding, okay, there's gay and there's straight, and yeah. then, oh, and then there's bisexual if you're unsure. But then that just usually means you're going to be gay later on. That's just like your segue coming out. Is, so, so, so you, know, so you, so you think, you think if you're bisexual, gay. then it means that you're gay? Yeah. As a man? Yeah. That, that, was, that was my understanding as a 15, 16-year-old kid. We don't feel the same, same way now? No, no. Okay, no, okay. No, not, not by any means. So, okay. But that was kind of the code for, oh, if you're bisexual, that just means you haven't fully come out yet. And that's your way of dipping your toe in the water to say, okay, maybe this is... So, but I, of course, I've, you know, unlearned that, but even just with queerness in general, that, you know, then that came after it was like, I kind of learned what bisexual meant and then, you know, kind of understood, okay, what is, what is, you know, queerism, what is, you know, transsexualism, transgenderism, all that kind of stuff, uh, in which I'm still learning today, even, especially in, and I think the country is finally now having a conversation about, um, you know, transgender individuals and, even within the gay community, I mean, there there's so much discrimination against it, and yeah, I have a question about that. Especially right was now. even Actually, in the '80s yeah, and the '90s, um, you know, transgender individuals would not even be allowed in gay bars because they would say, "Well, you're a woman, you're not gay. This is for oh, gay men." Okay. So yeah. you know, there was a lot, and still discrimination today too. Um, within and misunderstanding, within absolutely. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because um, and even something. I've had to learn because, again, I don't have an authentic relationship with a transgender individual even yeah. today. Yeah. And so... It's hard for you to really have a... Yeah, so like, right for example... Right, so for example, me trying to understand, okay, if a man transitions to become a woman, I was always totally accepting of that. But then for me, I was like, oh, that's interesting. You can transfer from a man to a woman 
and you can still be attracted to women. women yeah. That yeah. you can be a transgender yes. woman oh, and be a lesbian. Okay. And, and that was point. kind of what started my conversation within myself to be like, so then what is sexuality? Yeah. Yeah. It's not gender. Yeah. You know, just because you, you know, I don't know. So it kind of led me to believe like, wow, if someone is so, has so much courage to go through this transition and then, you know, my thought was, well then, okay, then obviously they're doing it because, you know, they're gay or they're, but it, you know, so, so, they, so, so had that affected you and, yeah. and how you dated people or finding some, cause I'm sure it's hard with all these things going on. I mean, you, you were dating a guy who, whose family didn't know he was gay. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I, I mean, on that conversation for me, it, it's, is it difficult my, to my, cope with? Yes, it is. I mean, I've changed my view on dating. So in my teens, my early teens, even my late teens, I was totally okay with dating someone who wasn't out because I wasn't much younger than them when that happened for me. But now that I'm 27 years old, I came out when I was 14. I'm like, you know what? If you're not out at this point with your family, I don't have a minute for you. I'm sorry. Okay. And not to say I don't have sympathy for you, but for me in my life, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm moving full force here. Like yeah. I, I'm not stopping. I, I don't have the, I went through so much trauma as a child coming out. I mean, it was a child, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't like some people I know in their twenties and thirties and forties who came out. Right. I went, I went through, I went through so much that I cannot endure that again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's pretty triggering. So, so what about you, Steven? So, yeah, I know. I've, I have, I've never dated a, a person who wasn't out because not because, you know, I just never met somebody who wasn't, but to Cody's point, it's like, it's like, for me, family is such a big thing and I never want because the family will always revert back to you mm -hmm. you know like oh you're dating a guy it's his fault like he, like, he changed you like I don't know it's just it's just it's just a, a, a very personal situation that it's it, I, I have nothing to do with you mm -hmm. know like I mean if if we're dating and you're not out like I'm not gonna say I'm gonna dump you I'm gonna leave you but it's like but it, but do not put me in that comfort. That's you to figure out. No, no. If you if you move if you move back to Haiti, yeah. How hard did that become? That's gonna be really hard. I mean, because I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you know yeah, people yeah. in Haiti that are gay that yeah, actually yeah, have yeah. to come out. Yeah. I mean. That's a I mean, question. I, I, because I mean, you you've like heard a, you've heard the the heat the president got yes. for saying that he's open. Yes. He said there's nowhere in the penal code that actually yeah. are against men and yeah. men well, and marrying. Yeah. And, and he took a lot of heat where people were actually. People yeah. felt like they, they deserve to have a position against it. And I'm like, you guys have a shitload of shit to do because yeah. the country's falling apart and yeah, now you're worried that's, about that's, men and men marrying? That's not, a, that's not a main issue at all right now in Haiti. I feel like these social issues, I feel like people, like it's going to be a bigger umbrella answer, but I feel like it's none of your fucking business. Yeah. Who, what I identify with, who I love. Like That should not even be... The priority of would you be policy. okay dating someone who hasn't come out yet? It's hard for me to say because I think it just depends on the person in the situation. Like it's like I'm gonna cross that bridge when I get there, okay. but I, I wouldn't be okay. close to it. Mm -hmm. Would I? Would just, I just, just the knowledge would be difficult. Yeah, it'll be okay. difficult. I mean, again, it just depends on the person. I don't know. Now, 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 something else on on the topic of family. Yeah. One of the hardest things for me has been to convince my grandma of anything. <laughs> right, Yo, <laughs> you know, like life. like my grandma. 
story of my life. I, I told her that something that I learned from her research that I did. And she said the only reason that I feel that I have the ability to say these things because I think I'm an engineer and I'm smarter than everybody else. And that's actually not the point. I was actually just saying facts. Right? Yeah. This lady thinks she knows the world because she's lived 85 years. And <laughs> Grandma, I love you. I love Grandma. If you end up listening to this, I know you speak English. It's going to be an interesting thing. <laughs> but I disagree. How hard was it? I mean, you have... Republican <laughs> living in, in the South watching Fox News all the time <laughs> how hard was it for you to communicate this to them or how hard is it for them to actually accept it now or you know it, it it's different for everyone because for me for my grandparents who live in the South well, they're actually born and raised in the North and then in New York State and then moved to the when South once you move to the South life. you're from the South right <laughs> Florida's like a mixed bag you have I mean because they have friends in their circle who are all from all parts of the Northeast yeah, right. so right. Florida is like a purplish state. I mean because there's so many retirees who are purple all <laughs> well because that's the you know for them it was easy to they actually approached me and they were really? like are, are you gay? Because they asked me if I was dating someone who was, you know, on my social media. Yeah. And I was like, I wasn't ready to tell them. So I said, and this was, this was maybe four or five years ago. Oh, this really? was fairly recent. I hadn't gotten around to telling them yet. And I was like, yeah, I'm just going to wait. Because, you know, they're Roman Catholic. I wasn't really oh, sure. Catholic? They are, yeah. So and they're my dad's family. No, they're more libertarian. Okay. Yeah, so... But which is like the socially liberal, fiscally conservative type of people. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, I, I, can, so, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, so for me, they were, you know, they're very much like, hey, you, you know, live your life. We love you no matter what. And that, so, that's, that's you know, they approached me and asked me and, and I said, awesome. you know, yeah. So that was a very good, and, and they said, you know, we're really happy for you. <laughs> what about you, Stephen? Yeah, I mean, I don't think my parents, my grandparents know. To this day. Um, yeah. Well, okay, so, you know, mom's side, dad's side. My, I, my, my grandparents on my mom's side probably don't know, and I don't really care to tell them. Mm -hmm. I love my grandparents to death. Like, they've done so much for me. Like, they've been in my life. They've been a, a very formative part of my life. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. You, you, know, you, know, they, you know they can tell? Yeah, of course they can tell. But you just don't want to probably reconcile yeah, with the yeah. fact. But actually, my grandpa from my mom's side actually told me one day, pulled me aside, and he was like, you know, I'm not, you know, he he saw like, you know, I've I've been exhibiting in shows, and my mom's talk talking, always talking about like, yeah, Stephen is doing a show in New York, so he's proud of me, right? So so he's like, look, I know you are making a life for yourself, and I'm proud of you. Whatever you choose to do with your life, I back you up. That's the that's the only, and he didn't mention explicitly like mm -hmm. about my the only information. That you yeah, have, he, yeah, and I was like, okay, that's my grandpa, grandpa's way of saying like he's he's chill with me. But do I care to tell my grandparents? No, not really. Mm -hmm. um, so that's interesting because I, I think I thought, I thought there was going to be some religious barriers with your parents. Yeah. There was my, my my so my dad's parents were you know very accepting of it, but mm -hmm. my those were the Catholic ones, but my mom's parents were not. Those are the Protestant ones. Yeah. Interesting. Very traditional. I would think it was the other yeah. way around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, all right, so I have two more questions. We're going into an hour, and I think I don't want people to just get. I mean, nobody's going to get bored. This is really good. Um, so, Stephen, I don't know if you've heard about this, and Cody will probably be What's surprised. Up? So, it, it's two it's two different realities. Mm -hmm. So, I know there, I, I don't know if there are, but I, I assume there is discriminatory, discriminatory practices against gay people here in the United States when it comes to hiring them in a workplace. Yeah. Yes. But in Haiti, I've always heard something else, and I don't know whether or not it's true. In Haiti, what I've heard is there's a lot of quid pro quo, quid pro quo 
in terms of is that, is that the right word? I think that's the right word. Sexual assault in the workplace is there is there a word for or is that? Uh, I guess you could use that word. Okay, I've heard in Haiti because there's not a lot of jobs. Obviously, there's only certain places that hire people, and there's a lot of expats and people that work. Yeah, I've heard in the past people say, you know what, the only way you can get a job here is if you are actually agree to what the boss says. Mm. So it's two it's two different things where you're in Haiti hearing that you actually have to be okay with the manager or the boss saying something. Mm-hmm. Probably never heard that. And then here where you're like, if you're actually gay, it's an issue. You may not be able to get a job. Have you ever heard this thing about like for example I heard someone say, Oh, you're working in Digital Cell now, which is the biggest company in Haiti, phone company in Haiti. Um, you know, your boss is gay, chances are he only got the job because he he was okay with the boss boss doing something to him or being involved with him. You, you, yeah. Have you heard that? Yeah. Because I've heard yeah. this, and, and to me it bothers me because I'm like, it may not even be true. Why are you associating someone who's reporting to another man who's gay as someone who's willingly... Did something, yeah. Yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I've heard instances of that, but you know what? Do you, do, you, do you think there's any substance to it? No, I, I think I think it just adds to the toxic narrative. Yeah. Of, yeah. Of, of yeah. People. It's like, okay, your, your boss is gay, you got the job, you did you suck his dick kind of thing like like you know mm-hmm. it's like it's not true no, it's probably the secretary that, that woman secretary never yeah, it's right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah but it's yeah. like again because gay is this, sexual yeah. Yeah. So, so therefore yeah, you must you know yeah, yeah. So do, do, same do, with women yeah. women are sexualized do you think to this day Cody here in the states do you think there is discriminatory practices against gay men in a workplace or gay women they're well well I can't speak to women I don't want. I, I don't want to speak to women, but I mean, for gay men, I mean, also, I have a very limited, you know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to speak for the whole country mm-hmm. in every kind of situation. I think the atmosphere has gotten much better, better. for gay okay. men. Okay. I will say, I will say that, but it definitely. I mean, it still happens, you know, even if we have a law. Yeah. You know what I'm. You know what I'm about to say, but I, but I don't want to say any names. There was a time when I was made aware of a woman-to-woman sexual harassment mm. case at work. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what to make of it because I would think of sexual harassment as a man-to-woman issue. You know, like power, it's masculinity. Not, yeah. But when she came in and she spoke to me about the issue, I felt uncomfortable. Okay. Because I'm like, you shouldn't feel this way because somebody else is aggressive towards you. And I, I guess this is, this is what I, why I wanted to ask the question. Yeah, because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of different issues that no, we ignore. Yeah. Or we overlook just because we've never been exposed to them. Yeah. And I think this was kind of like a wake-up call to me to at least understand what it is. Yeah. So, um, one more question, I think. I myself have to say that. I think as much as I am comfortable now knowing or being, you know, hanging out or accepting of, you know, homosexuality, I struggle with some other things. You know, like asexual, pansexual. Because I can't make... I'll say this though, I, I am far, I, I am better than I was before because I, I, I understand right. that they have the right to be, to do, or right. to feel the way they do. Right. But I think I read a story about two years ago or a year ago of a couple who had a kid. The mom had the child, she became a man, and the dad became a woman. Mm. And they said they were, you know, you know, they were subjected to a lot of, you know, a lot of hate, a lot of different things. And I'm like, do you think a kid will understand a woman became a man and a man became a woman? So who was his initially his dad, based on societal norms, became 
the mom and whoever was the mom became the dad. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. It, it was it wasn't inter- so 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 because of that I started thinking of so many other things and I think I was on a plane going to Athens from Paris in in December and I saw a, a disabled man or a, you know in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. And the plane had to stop and boarding had to stop just to get the man to the plane. Right. And I was speaking to my best friend, one of my best friends, and I said to him, you know, it's, it's crazy that some people are fighting for gender X, for example, when I think as a society we haven't done as well as we should for disabled people. Or Yeah, definitely not. Now, now, my question is, do you guys think there's anything right now in the LGBT community, LGBTQ, because there's always yeah. a word that I always forget, um, that are, I'm not saying that it's not pressing, because I, I think pressing is a wrong word, but I think... Where you guys say, hey, we're doing as best as we can. We're trying to move forward. But there may be other issues that are not, that are not as important as others that we actually overlook. Or do you think there's a priority list that should be kept? What, what do you make of it? Because to me, it's like, okay, I get it. You guys don't want to be identified as any gender. But it may be wrong for me to think it's not as pressing as someone who can't even get access to a plane. Like, what if they want to go to the bathroom in a plane? What, what, what do you make of this? Yeah, I think, I think, I think that they're, they're two completely separate issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, I mean, you're talking about this disability, mm-hmm. right? And you're talking about, I mean, look, everybody's fighting. I mean, in New York City right now, right. Right? it's a lot of disabled can't go yeah. right in a train. Look, yeah. look, everybody's fighting for their issue. Like, everybody's fighting for their lives. I always say this, like, life, you always are fighting for something. So it's like, it's, how can I even explain this? It's like. I don't, it depends on the person, what is pressing, what is priority, what is not. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't, I, like, that's a very good question. I, I think that's a very tough question, too, to answer, but, yeah, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if you have anything to say, but. I feel like it's exposure. It, yeah. Because, you know, I learned this recently in a, on a, another podcast I was listening to, and it was talking about researchers were trying to project when are certain minority groups going to gain acceptance mm-hmm. in at least in the U.S., right? So they looked at women, they looked at LGBT, black people, um, and LGBT was the shortest. You know, it was something like 20 years or within, you know, our lifetime, 20 to 50 years. But then, you know, for black people, that was the furthest mm-hmm. one, was hundreds of years. And so the researchers trying to understand how can that be? Yeah. What makes gay people different from black, black people? people? Because at least with the gay people, it comes along with that, you know, conservatism in, uh, you know, religion and, you know, oppression and that kind of stuff, whereas black people didn't have that barrier, at least. And so what is the discrepancy there? And they kind of, their initial thought was it has to do with the exposure that most people, regardless of your income, regardless of your race, uh, regardless of your social standing in society, what country you come from, they know a gay person in their life because yeah. it doesn't discriminate. It you can be any one of that's, those. That's a good point. Right. That's Whereas good point. with black people, at least you know, I can only speak of the U.S. You know, tend to be segregated into certain sections mm-hmm. in neighborhoods, and they it's very rare for white people to have an authentic relationship with a person of color. Mm-hmm. Period. So whereas in conservative families. You know, there are gay people in black families. There are gay people, point. right? So everyone has been exposed to that point. level. So it's it's point, easier yeah. for them to understand the struggles. Mm-hmm. So 
I think you know that kind of yeah. plays plays here is you know how many disabled people do you really know? Do you have That's in your family? Point. I don't have any disabled people in yeah. my family. I mean, I knew about it because right. I think so, last time we had the intern that walked in the wheelchair and yeah. that, that changed my world. Yes, first interview I ever conducted. That's a great. That was. That and to me, it was like the bias existed within me. Yeah. But I knew. Explain. Explain what happened with that. So so. <laughs> I interviewed a bunch of, I phone screened a bunch of candidates, right, for an internship position because I needed some help for whatever it is. And Cody and I were looking for interns. Cody wasn't successful with his intern that he looked for the first time. <laughs> Damn good, well, it was not the right candidate. You're probably hearing this, uh, listening shit. to this. I'm sorry, but it's just what it is. He walked in, no, he called me, and he said, um, I'm here. And I said, all right, I'm coming down in the building, and I'm, I'm going to pick you up. So I'm, out, I'm downstairs, and I'm looking for him, and I can't see him. So then somebody walked in, I thought it was his dad. I'm like, this is weird. Like you're coming to the interview and then your dad is, is you know, here with you. That's kind of like weird. And he's like, hey, are you looking for this guy? They just call him, they just call him Adam. He's like, are you coming for, looking for Adam? And I said, no, I'm not. But, um, um, I mean, I said, yeah, I am looking for Adam, but do you know where he is? He said, well, he's in a car. He said, you know, you know he's in a wheelchair, right? And that moment, I even forgot that we had access to wheelchairs at the whole company. Wow. So right. he came in, you know, and I was pushing him. He had the resume. He was kind of paralyzed from, you know, the middle down. And we, you know, I got it. I got upstairs. We, I interviewed him and everything. And, you know, Cody and I were shocked. I mean, we had to act as if everything was normal, but I have to admit that I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked. You know, the first person that I would ever interview in my life or in my professional career right. was someone who was disabled. Yes. And at the time, I also had to admit that he was the best candidate that I phone screened. Yeah. That's you know? Mm-hmm. But I cannot, I can't disregard the fact that the job that we initially had for the person or individual coming in was someone that had to have, had to have this full mobility. You know, right, right, there's right, a lot right, of things right. that Cody had for him. And, right. And also Cody came to me and said, look, we're not being... We're not being biased or anything, but we have to admit that if there's a fire alarm here, you have to take the stairs. There's yeah. no access for him, for someone who's disabled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and to me, I went to the CEO and asked him, I said, what do you think? He said, well, he's a great candidate, but I can't discuss anything else. But I think at the time, what was great about it is there are laws in place. Not that they actually remove the bias that exists within every one of us. But I think at least they give you a reason to pause and think about the thing yeah. that you should do. Because at yeah. the moment, yeah. I realized yeah. I have to give this man a chance and, yes. I, you know, a fair chance about everything else and see who else was a better candidate. Now, I'll tell you this. If we didn't have a better candidate, I would have hired that man. But I also have to acknowledge that there would have been a lot of difficulties hiring him. You know, so at that moment, I understood as a society, we're not doing as well as we should. Because this could have been my own son. Yes. This could have been my cousin. This could have been my brother. This could have been me. And it doesn't make him less of an engineer than I am. Right. Well, this is a big wake-up call to how society is not built for people who are different. Society is not built. It's not. Society is built for the heterosexual, straight, and depending on what country you are, white person. And it's not a coincidence. Exactly. (laughs) Systematically, like, you know... but you know what my dad told me? I, yeah. I remember I was telling him, I was talking to you the other day, and we were talking about the whole laws that were, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. for Haiti. And he said, it's funny that people were making this a big issue. Homosexuality has been around forever. Since the and he said, it's, of Haiti. he said it's a cyclical thing, because at a time it was accepted. 
He told me that at a time, certain region of the world, it was an accepted thing. Mm. But he said that the one question that has always been the 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 the, the ammo that is used by people that are against is procreation. Yeah. He said, you know, they always throw that at you and say, well, if you're gay, if you're homosexual, then you can't procreate. But then. To be fair, not every heterosexual couple yes, can actually procreate. Mm, no. yeah. <laughs> and it is what it is. I mean, it's proven in science. I think I was reading not long ago, maybe three months ago, that there were a penguin couple that were gay that actually stole yeah. an egg of an heterosexual, heterosexual yeah, couple. And to me, it was like, okay, so it's actually outside of the our yeah. own human world. Yes. So it's normal, but yeah. Anyway, that's interesting. Anyways, guys, actually, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop it right here. We've been an hour and 15 good. minutes. <laughs> this was really good, though. I hope you got. You, I hope to have you guys around again. Maybe yes. another podcast. Maybe we'll do one about Let's masculinity. Let's do it. You know, yeah. I I do want to thank Cody yeah. for supporting me to do this. Actually, something that I think was important. I think the only way for us to get better as society is to understand people's point of view, perspective, understanding them, being exposed to them, being willing to listen. Because myself, I probably wouldn't be where I am now if I was willing to listen, or if I wasn't willing to understand that Cody is a human being before being yeah. a gay person. And, and, and Steven, now I know you. I, I, I can consider you a friend now because I yes. think you did this for me. I appreciate it and it's free, guys. I didn't pay those guys. Cody's making enough money anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, but I, I do appreciate it. You guys did your time at a, you know, a busy Sunday. I mean, not a, I mean, a Sunday. I don't like leaving my house on a Sunday. You guys did this for me. So I do want to thank you guys. This is a Third World Echo Podcast. So I hope you guys had fun. All right, thank you.